Blog Talk Radio. Franchise interviews from Eastern Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews, an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 16 years now, we've been asking the franchipreneurs of all one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show. Well, we're meeting with Mike Sabasco, the president of Famous Toastery. Famous Toastery is a breakfast, brunch, and lunch franchise that encourages its guests, team, and franchise owners to be famous in their local community by offering famously fresh meals and a much-needed hub for friends, families, and neighbors to get together in a comfortable atmosphere where every server is your server. We're going to talk to Mike about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. So stick around because we have a great show. Franchise Teacher. Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business? Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free, no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews, from Eastern Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 16 years now, 
We've been asking the franchipreneurs in one one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show. Well, we're meeting with Mike Sabasco, the president of Famous Postery. The Famous Postery is a breakfast, brunch, and lunch franchise that encourages its guests, team, and franchise owners to be famous in their local community by offering famously fresh meals and a much-needed hub for friends, families, and neighbors to get together in a comfortable atmosphere where every server is your server. Hi, Mike. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, Marty. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Uh, thank you, Mike. It's, it's great to be able to, to talk to you today. So we always like to ask our guests, where are you calling from this morning, Mike? Davidson, North Carolina, uh, oh, third nice. floor of 445 South Main Street. If I wasn't talking to you, I'd be at the Famous Toastery in Davidson. Where, okay. If you check out... The, That's great. The Absolutely. Page. You know, and, and I was on your LinkedIn page earlier, Mike, and I was looking at your background. I say, like, oh my God, it's, it's so impressive. Maybe you know you can uh, tell our listeners a little bit about your background and kind of like what led you to famous postery. Yeah, sure. You know, I, I think when you have that kind of experience, it means one thing that you're old. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been around. I, I have been a few places. I, you know, I grew up uh, like a lot of folks in the uh, in the industry in the '90s. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I, I need to go back further than that. When I was okay. ten, I asked for, for for a bike. My dad got me a paper route for my birthday. And uh, when I was sixteen, I asked for a car. He he got me a dishwashing job. And I've been washing dishes in some capacity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's you know he's from your neck of the woods too. So. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I when I first got into it, first place I I, I went to was a, a concept out of Texas called Harrigans, and and, and it morphed mm-hmm. into a Mexican concept called Don Pablo's. And, right. and that's where a lot of us cut our teeth. Um, there's quite yeah. a few guys that are still out there doing what I'm doing that uh, that, that that really learned, you know, what guest experience is all about. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I had 13 years of Don Pablo's, and then I got wow. uh, a little time at uh, Fox and Hound and realized that I was on the wrong side of the bar for that business. Right. And uh, uh, Boston Pizza was where I first got into franchising, sure. and I learned what – I, I, I hope everybody learns about franchise experiences yeah. uh, from that group. I, I have tremendous right. respect for what Jim and George have built there. Right. Um, you know, Texas Lane of Cattle Steakhouse. And then um, while I was at Boston Pizza, uh, we had mm-hmm. a guy on the sales team by the name of Michael Mabry. Who, mm-hmm. uh, when, when, he, when he left, he left to go be president of a brand called Muya. Okay. And uh, about 10 years later, I joined him at Muya as the VP of Operations and Development. And um, he left there, uh, did a couple of things, and became the managing uh, partner for One Life Brands uh, based here in Davidson. And there was an opportunity available uh, here at Famous Toastery at the exact same time. My youngest daughter graduated from college. Wow. So, you know, we uh, it, it, the stars aligned for us, and uh, my yeah. wife and I came out and checked out the brand, and it's the kind of brand that we, we had been looking for. It's it's emerging, right. and it's about hospitality, it's about mm-hmm. quality, and it's about, about people first. So, you know, right. it, it was a fit for us, and, and we're in the transition of the move. It sounds like, I mean, you, you love this industry, don't you, Mike? I mean, what, what do you love most about it? You know, I, I think the coolest thing about our industry is we all have the right to self-determination. Mm. Um, those who execute mm. best win. Uh, it's never yeah. anybody else's fault. I don't care who you are. I don't care what happened. Right. Um, to, from from the last supper to now, 
Yeah. Um, it's about service and it's about execution, Marty. Right. That's fantastic. And so I know you get the question all the time, Mike, is what makes famous toastery stand out amongst the other brunch concepts? Because there, there's some others out there. And, and maybe you could talk, I was reading a little bit about the, the simple scratch menu. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, I, I think famous toastery is probably uh, a little built a little differently. I think mm-hmm. the bigger restaurants get their menus tend to expand. And yeah. with that, their, their production uh, philosophies tend to contract, which means that right. they're making more off-premise product coming in. Right. And Famous Toastery's uh, simple scratch concept, what, what fundamentally means is we are taking raw ingredients, uh, you know, that a lot, of, most of it you can get in a grocery store, and we're cooking for you. Uh, the simple part, what that's about, is we're not making bechamel sauce here. You know, you okay. don't have to be a master of certain techniques to execute our product, but we are committed to a quality, fresh, that-day product every day. Right. I mean, some of it, you know, uh, it might be a little bit overkill. We still roast our, our own turkey every day. Wow. Uh, we roast our own corn corned beef for the brisket. Um, and I know our competitors don't do that, but mm-hmm. we fundamentally feel the guest experience is the difference and your internal guest certainly knows the difference. Right, right. If you and I were to go into a famous toastery this morning, Mike, t- together, what would you recommend that I get? Or what What are some of your favorites? Yeah, I, I have a hard time getting past the corned beef hash. I'll, you know, <laughs> I'll be sitting here going, hash, you know. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I do, too. And the way we do it, it's uh, it's a prime product, a prime beef product that we're making. Yeah. It, it, yeah, I, I can be sitting at my desk thinking, you know, I'm going to try a different, you know, the avocado omelet today. And by the time I get to the table, just give me the corned beef hash. I, I mean, I know right. I'm going to be <laughs> amazed with that product. Uh but, you know, some of the sandwich selections that we have are, are, are top-notch, too, and just the way they're concocted, they're thoughtful, um, they're unique in a lot of ways. Right. Uh, right. We, we have, I have called Love Coast BLT, um, our, okay. our turkey and brie sandwich. So those are things that are just not anywhere, but we feel like we can execute those things in a best right. fashion. That's great. The... Um when I was reading about, you know, the, the model for Famous Toastery, Mike, you know, the, the customer experience is is very important to the system or the model. So why has it been so important to emphasize the customer experience and, and how has it helped create regulars, which is, is also a very important part of the model, too? Yeah, I, for our model, it's we're not a marketing entity by any stretch of the imagination mm-hmm. like a lot of concepts are. We're very, very much an operational entity. And what our founders, uh, Brian Birchall and, and Robert Maynard, uh, had set out is, hey, we, we've got to be members, active members in the community. We've got to be trusted to be a great gathering place because a brunch experience is not – not transactional. It's not about getting fed. Right. It, it, right. It's truly usually a gathering experience. Even if you're by right. yourself, you're you're in right. there for something different that you wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you, it, as a franchise organization. Um, you have to be scalable, and yes, yes. I mean that's really been the work over the last sixteen yeah. years. Is how do we scale Brian's right. hospitality and, and Robert's uh, you know vision for what the guests and team members should experience mm-hmm. a famous toastery. And it, what, it, what it evolved into is the every server is your server concept in the front of the house. Now, we all right. know it's a restaurant's like a duck. It's very calm up top when it's going right. And mm-hmm. nobody knows how quickly that duck's paddling below the water in, in right. the back you know, to make, right. things, make things go. But this right. team service concept uh, has been – it's team service where every server is your server – 
has been highly efficient too, right? And I, right. I, I say this all the time that the best server at a big box casual dining restaurant would, would probably not cut it at Famous Toaster right. because they know exactly where to hide, who's Fanny to smooch. And yeah. at Famous Toaster, there's nowhere to hide. Everybody's got to run right. food. Everybody, nobody walks past an unbusted table. Everybody greets everybody. We're all in the business of anticipating every guest need in the restaurant. And that does right. take some training. Right. Uh, but right. We, we do believe we're at a place now where that's scalable. And, um, and and we've kind of simplified the concepts a little bit. Brian is a, uh, Brian Birchall, the, the founder, is a, is mm-hmm. amazing a front of the house guy as you run across. Uh, wow. He's fantastic. He knows what the guest is going to have before the guest orders it. Um, but he, he, he's just got the hospitality gene. And we, we, when you meet his parents, you understand that apple did not fall right. far from the tree, right? Right. Wow. So you, you do need you do, you do need some uh, a certain type of individual that's committed to rendering humble service. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean that's that's how the concept works, and if you look at the mathematics of, of that type of model, um, you don't necessarily need more bussers or hostesses right. or bartenders to execute that model. So the economics uh, you tend to work, and then you've got a great product that you're serving with it, Marty. Yeah, I think I think it's very clever, Mike. And you know the the one shift approach is also very very clever as well, Mike. I mean, how does the one shift approach affect? the employee experience and how has it helped with recruiting and hiring um, new franchisees or attracting new franchisees? Yeah, I think that, you know, there's always going to be that segment that uh, sitting there thinking, if we close at three, I can tee off at four and get in. Exactly. uh, A a full round in in the summer. And and that's absolutely doable. Uh, But I think for 100% of our our partners and franchisees, they've got a fully functioning restaurant and they're home for dinner every night with their family in their home. And that is, uh, that's not something I've, I've been able to say until now right. um, in 35 years in this industry. So the one shift operation really, you know, is a lifestyle change and you can execute, still be part of the community, still, you, know, you probably would never miss a kid's soccer game or, or, or baseball game or anything like that. So I mean, there's right. that. And then, you know, our team members, you know, our frontline team members who are as critical as anybody to, mm-hmm. to the execution of the concept, it allows them an awful lot of flexibility. You know, some of them yeah. want to do other things at night. You know, it's not all they would oh, have yeah. to do. And, um, you know, an 11 to 4 lunch shift uh, doesn't get you in place to pick up the kids from school. Right. If you come in at volume, you can drop the kids off and and pick them off and and pick them back up. In a lot of cases in our restaurants, and and we experience that all the time. So it it works really well for our team members. You know, there's a lot of folks in the Brent space, and I think that's probably the genius of the category to have the one day part and just do that really, really well instead of the transitioning and flipping of from lunch to dinner and. Right. God bless those late night people that are oh, open yeah. for twenty four hours. Oh, absolutely. No, I, I, I think it's it's very clever, Mike. You know, and I was reading about, you know, some of your 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 franchisees. You know, and it was interesting as you know, I, I was reviewing their stories. I mean, because some of them, I mean, they didn't really have any experience. Um, one was uh, Kellyanne Higgins. Um, you know, maybe you could talk a little bit about, you know, some of your franchisees, and and, and maybe if, when I'm thinking okay. of your model, I'm thinking of there's certainly a culture at Famous Toastery, isn't there? There's sure. Kellyanne just joined us as our uh, senior director of training. Um, you know, she's got a high education background. Uh, okay, was with one concept Mimi's for gosh, 18 years in, in multiple roles, and um, 
she absolutely understands scalability. Did it in a three shift yeah. operation with Mimi. Right. Right. So uh, she she's been a terrific asset to the team. But if, as I look at who our top franchisees are, very few of them had restaurant experience. Uh, yeah. Most of them had business experience. Uh, hence the term corporate refugee. You know, they were just looking for something sure. else, looking for that right, right of self determination. And the one thing they have in common, is, and this is a, is they. They know how to win, and they tend to be really, really, really good people to work for. Mm, so, as so in fact, I, as, I, as, as I'm running through Angela Goodman and, and Stacey uh, Watts and yeah. uh, Joe Kleber and Dave Arnold and these franchisees, Julio, uh, and, and all these franchisees in my head, these are fantastic leaders that truly put people first. Right. And if you come in with that gene, we can teach you the rest of it. We can teach you the math. We can teach you the recipes. We can teach you how to get uh, simple scratch, famously fresh food out in under seven minutes. We can do that. Uh, wow. if, you, if, if you're here to do a transactional thing, uh, it, it, it's going to take a little more commitment than that to be successful. Right. Do you see a lot of them um, shifting to becoming multi-unit franchisees at some point too, Mike? We do. We do. Half, half of our franchisee system is uh, multi-unit wow. at this point in time. Uh, yeah, oh, in fact, Jason Serkin is our largest franchisee. He's got four, all in South Carolina, but they're kind of in Charlotte. I don't know how he did that. That's some yeah. gerrymandering there. But yeah. I, yeah, He's originally from Jersey, and I guess he just oh, wow. really didn't want anything with North in the name anymore. But yeah, he does a great job, <laughs> yeah. and uh, it, it, and it's been a, been a family business for him. Uh, his kids have grown up uh, with Amos Toastry. He's been with us ten years. Um, and then um, you know we've had, got, got a couple opportunities of the guy that developed all these simple uh, scratch recipes, Julio, mm-hmm. who has a uh, Denver and um, uh, the uh, Valentine in Charlotte location. Mm-hmm. Um, he wanted to be wow. a franchisee. He wanted that right to self-determination. Our last vice president of operations, Joe Gilly, just opened our, our, our most recent opening three weeks ago in Boone, North Carolina, home of Appalachian State University. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he's got that one going. The kids are back to school this week, so he's going to get his doors blown off. And then once he right. recovers from that, he's going to go open a second location in Blowing. Wow. Uh, North Carolina. So, you know, there's certainly a pathway there for those that uh, that understand the business and can execute it. You know, we're we're, right. we're here to protect the brand and protect our franchisees' investment. So we want to make sure they're not sure. biting off more than they can chew. Uh, but uh, our, our multi-unit people have certainly earned the right to to execute a couple of, uh, of restaurants. Yeah, I, I think that's terrific. And you mentioned a lot of the, the the key traits of you know what you're looking for in your franchisees, Mike. What about like I mean, are there any sweet spots for growth? You know, when you're thinking of of the brand. You know, we uh, when I got here in October, we were saying, you know what, we're going to focus on Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, okay. mm-hmm. and in Charlotte. You know, I, I I had lived in Greenville, South Carolina, twenty mm-hmm. twenty years ago or so, and Charlotte was kind of this hub, but. You know, it was it, it, it wasn't as ambulatory uh, an economy as it is today, where folks are kind of moving and out in and out with the banking industries. And American Airlines has a giant hub here. Probably right. nothing more ambulatory than that. So as yeah. people are coming and going from Charlotte, they know our brand and they want to take it to places like Austin, Texas, and, and, and Kansas City, and 
Detroit, and we're, we're, we're mm-hmm. actively in discussions on taking a look at things like that. But our next hot hub is absolutely Florida. Uh, we have several, oh, several yeah. folks interested in every major market in Florida. Wow. Um, you know, the, a, a lot of other concepts are already there, and yeah. you know, we, we certainly uh, don't mind uh, being next door to someone also in the brunch space. Uh, we're happy to go head-to-head with anybody. Yeah, no, I, I think that's terrific. And what do you see as, you know, in, in thinking of, of, of trends, Mike, I mean, what do you see as the next big thing, you know, when it comes to the brunch concept? Yeah, I think it's, um, it, it, this is very subtle to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but all, all, all the research I'm seeing is that folks are really looking for that comfortable gathering place. Yeah. Uh, coming in, right. I mean, we're still really coming out of COVID. And I think... Yes. It's not going to be a loud cafeteria-sounding thing. As folks are really looking to reconnect, I think they're going to be looking for an atmosphere and an environment uh, that yes. speaks to them, that is comfortable. It's not obnoxious. Right. Um, you know, in terms of product, uh, mixes have fluctuated. Uh, I think, you know, the next great brunch cocktail uh, will probably be something that's a hundred years old and it's rediscovered. And I'm not going to get into yeah. names on that, but we've, sure. we've been kicking some things around here. Yeah. Uh, and, and then in terms of offering, um, it, it's funny the more things change in literally every. I, I mean, every concept. Um, the, someone will have a new take on things. It, it'll right. be faddish. It, 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 it might. It's not mine. It's our core philosophy is not mm-hmm. faddish. It's it's about being right. genuine, sincere, who we are, and what we execute right. best in the world. We, right. we we do have some LTO things that'll come in, but they'll be more okay. seasonal. And I think you're going to see more people do. Uh, you, you know, locals may sound tired. The local movements may sound tired to a lot of people, right. but it's still very much a thing. And I think consumers want locally raised seasonal things, and that really fits our mission as being part of the community. You, you've been doing this such a long time now, Mike. You know, we were talking about, you know, both of us, you know, kind of aging ourselves a little bit. So, I mean, you have all this experience, and, you know, our listeners, they're, they're kind of like, most of them are, are new to franchising. They're, they're kind of exploring, and I recently heard there, there was a number out there. They said something like there was like, I think there's like 4,000 different systems in the United States alone. So I, I think it must be overwhelming when you're researching franchising. I mean, from everything you've learned up to this point, what advice would you give to our listeners then in their quest to buy a franchise, being that they're a little bit confused and overwhelmed? I'd say the very first thing that that, that has got to be the primary qualifier, do something you're passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. Find find the genre, find the mix that you can see yourself really right. engaging and, and, yeah. and, and that, that that can become a self-fulfilling prophecy if you're chasing mm-hmm. money you're never going to be happy right. um, and that right. goes for anybody looking into a career or anybody looking into a franchise and then secondly um know the people that you're going to be franchising with you know, i mean check their backgrounds uh ch- check their core philosophies get to know them uh the attorneys hate it when i say this but franchising when it works should be a partnership franchisor oh, yeah. has a role franchisee has right. a role and, right and and are, are, are you going to be committing, you know, long term to this partner uh, that you can also see yourself being passionate with is going to protect, right. um, you know, protect your investment, and you're going to you're in a position to protect their brand. I mean, yeah. that's what it looks like. And you know, everybody should know the the math has to work, the numbers have to work. You know, sure. Restaurants right. about prime right. cost. You know, yeah. understand understand the prime cost before you before you sign on the dotted line and how how it yeah. makes money. 
uh, it's surprising to me. I've, I've talked to several people who have been hurt in franchising that didn't understand the economic model of mm-hmm. the concept they were going into. Right. right? So you got to understand right. that. But if, if you're not passionate about it, the economic model doesn't matter. And if you're yeah. a franchisor, a think. It's not going to yeah. matter. I right. was a franchisee right. for a couple of years. I know how I wanted to be treated. And, and yeah. I've been on both sides of the table. And, um, yeah. Really, I would take the time to get to know the people that you're committing to. I guess all that experience helps you too. And being the, the president, Mike, of, of Famous Toasteries, you know, because you've been on, on on both ends, you know, so I'm sure that experience mm-hmm. helps you a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, we're not perfect, but you know, our hearts yeah. have have been in the right place. Right, um, right. You know, the, uh, it, it is a, a couple of things have stayed with me over time. It was mm-hmm. always, always, you know, fight like you're right, but listen like you're wrong. Yeah, um, yeah. It should really like apply that. to every franchisor. And, yeah. and I, I, I got to be honest, 90% of the best ideas I've been in a corporate environment, a corporate franchise or environment, did not come from corporate. They came from the field. So wow. if there's not an avenue to listen to that, we, we have always got our ears on about yeah. what they're experiencing. And, 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 but it is. We also operate nine company restaurants. So uh, okay. you know, we're, what we're experiencing, if, if that jives, um, you know, when a franchisee is outperforming a company restaurant, you know, right, uh, right, that that type of competition is healthy. Sure, and, and, and we want to do that. And when a company restaurant's outperforming a franchisee, by gosh, we we're sure to let them know about it. You know? Yeah, so. absolutely. I, yeah, I think that's so important. <laughs> so when <clears throat> you mentioned some of them, Mike, but I mean, when thinking of the goals, you know, for Famous Postery, um, I mean, where do you see the brand maybe over the, the next? year or two years or five years down the road? Well, um, we stopped franchising before the pandemic uh, okay. because of the scalability thing. Right. And right. Uh, we're, we're in a position now where we've done a, a slight menu contraction that we're testing uh, to get us a little more scalable, a little more focused on just the execution of the best products we have. Over 16 years, uh, hundreds of LTOs, some of them have found their way onto the menu. But we also have to recognize, even in North Carolina, South Carolina, and Virginia, there mm-hmm. are some regional and, and, and seasonal things that, that a franchisee needs the capability to put on their menu. Right. So we've allowed, we're allowing that as long as we consider it to be worthy of real estate on the menu. Right. Um, it, 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 what our growth is is going to look like, uh, you know, we've got 15 restaurants in the hopper now, so I, I think we're going to be at 50, you know, in, in two and a mm-hmm. half years, uh, and then well on our way to 100. The, the the pipeline is pretty full, and it's as full as it's been in several years. Right. So we're scaling up to be a better franchise organization uh, while maintaining our operating. Uh, systems uh, brought in a new vice president of operations uh, in, in, in February named Rob Steriotti, uh, okay. who was who was with me in my previous life, and, and Rob's yeah. done a fantastic job of just making sure that the systems that work for the operations uh, of the company restaurants are, are highly applicable, and that there's one way of doing things in the company restaurants, whether it's scheduling, uh, how we do inventories, par setting. You know those type of things. So that that was a scalability. Famous Toastery was lacking with mm-hmm. the systems of restaurant 101, 102, uh, but the hospitality and, and and the product was always there. So yeah, it's time for us to grow a little bit. But we're we're not yeah. just you know selling restaurants. We're here to find partnerships with folks. Yeah, and I think that's so important, isn't it, Mike? You know, is, is one of the things we, you know, I've gotten from doing the show such a long time now is, I mean, you, you want to look towards the leadership, you know, and it sounds like, I mean, you have a really strong team, 
you know, a famous toastery, you know, and, and, and I, I think that's, that's so important. What's the, what's the best way for our listeners uh, to, for Mike, for our, to get more information on famous toastery? Of course, there's a franchise opportunity, but even, even the product service itself, any websites you want to kind of like direct them to? Absolutely. www.famoustoastery.com. It's a lot okay. of typing, but uh, if you're truly interested, it's worth the keystrokes. You bet. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I think it, it, I'm so glad I, I had the opportunity to interview you, Mike. And I'd already like to invite you back over the next year or two as, as you continue to grow because I, I think you have a wonderful franchise model there, at Famous Toastery. Artie, thank you so much. Real pleasure to spend time with you today. And uh, invitation accepted. Thank you, Mike. This has been my pleasure. And we'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up in our next segment, we'll be playing a clip from our Great Quotes and Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? Franchise interviews and up close behind the scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, franchiseinterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting franchise interviews many years now, and during that time, we've had some incredible quotes on the show. So picture this scenario. You just started a company and you need to hire a chief marketing officer, chief financial officer, and chief operating officer. How much do you think it'll cost to achieve this task? What if you could start a company that immediately has these positions already filled in place and ready to go? Would you be interested? Well, today's great quote in franchising comes from Ben Crosby of Franchise Development for the Drip Bar Franchise Opportunity. And Ben discusses this notion on this Great Quotes in Franchising podcast. So here we go with Ben Crosby of the Drip Bar Franchise Opportunity. What advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? Because there is so much out there today. There's, there's more to choose from. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be a little confusing to someone who's new to getting involved in franchising. So what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? Yeah, uh, be open-minded. Yeah. Uh, talk and yeah. learn through the, the business first. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we on the brand dev side things, but some most should be looking to educate the consumer first and right. the prospects because at yeah. the end of the day, if you understand and have a passion for whatever business it is, right, uh, you have a higher chance of being successful. Franchising right. is a great opportunity because you can you're really partnering with uh, with a C level team. Right. Uh, confirming that they're actually a C-level team is very right. important as well. When you're sure. a prospect looking around, you don't want to be sold, you know, a, a uh, 
false false hope, false promises. Right. But right. if everything is, is checks off, you appreciate and understand the business and you like the team that's there to support you, um, really in the early times, focus on working with the team. You know, do, get rid yeah. of all the distractions in the periphery. Work with the team, be transparent, be motivated to be successful, and uh, a good franchise system will give you all the tools in order to be successful. Yeah, I like. I haven't heard that before in in, in 14 years. Ben, as you mentioned, you know, to partner with C level C level partners. You know what I mean? That's right. You don't you yeah. don't get that experience when you go into your own business. You know, and 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 I, I think that's really. If you'd like to hear that whole interview with Ben Crosby of the Drift Bar Franchise Opportunity, all you have to do is go to franchiseinterviews.com and go to our franchise interviews listed alphabetically page, or you can go to our franchise interviews listed by category page, and you can go under health and fitness and. Let Lastly, we'd just like to thank everyone for making this podcast such a big hit, and we'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising from Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.